We're going to look at Philippians 1.6 again. This is the second time. In the first session, we looked at this phrase, day of Christ, meaning the last day of judgment for unbelievers and a day of assessment and confirmation and rewards for believers. So it's a massively important day. And therefore, whether we are kept for that day makes all the difference in the world. I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ. If that's not true, we're all going to perish. And so this is massively important. And so what I want to focus on in this session and the next are two um, common misunderstandings of eternal security. And most people would see that here. He who began a good work in you saints will bring it to completion. You're going to make it. You're not going to fail. You're going to make it. If he has begun it, he will completion. And we sometimes talk of that as eternal security, sometimes perseverance of the saints. Call it whatever you will. You see it here. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And everything hangs on whether that's true or not. Now, the common misunderstandings are sometimes this word he is neglected. He who began a good work in you, he will bring it to conclusions, and it's turned into something impersonal and mechanical and automatic. And I'm going to spend this session on showing why he matters. And the other is that it is sometimes uh, we fail to see that it is in us. This work is in us. Sometimes people think he's just talking about what he did on the cross for us. I am sure that he who began a good work for you, forgiving your sins, justifying you, will finish forgiving you. And so that gives a lot of comfort to ungodly people who are not having any work done in them that they can discern, but they remember, oh, but Jesus died for me. Well, that's not what this is talking about. This is talking about in, and that's that's the thing we'll look at next session. So, Father, as we take this um, text in our hands now and seek to understand how the keeping of your power in our lives is personal. It's not mechanical. It's not automatic. It's rooted in your faithfulness, not in some kind of inoculation that you gave us when we were six years old. Help us to see what's really here so that we might live in the confidence that is really there and not an artificial confidence. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I am sure of this. He is sure. This really matters for him and for them that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ. So I'm focusing on why this matters. He began it. 
and he will bring it to completion. Why does that matter? It matters because God's faithfulness in an ongoing work in us is the decisive fact of security, the decisive essence of security. Our security is not by some impersonal um, qualification that we've attained separate from God's, God's work in us. Let me try to illustrate that from 1 Corinthians 1, 7 through 9. You wait for the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ who will sustain you to the end. It's the same idea. Guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son. So if he called you, he is faithful, he will sustain you. And so you see how our security rests, where it rests. God's faithfulness to a work that he's begun in our call, leading to his ongoing work of sustaining us. Here it is again in 1 Thessalonians 1, 5, 23 and 24. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you. This is the work in us. Sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's the day of the Lord again. He who calls you is faithful. He will do it. He will do it. So he called us, and whether we make it or not, whether he goes on and sanctifies us and keeps us blameless and keeps us ready for the Lord Jesus depends entirely on his faithfulness, which guarantees his doing of something. So that's what I mean when I talk about it not being impersonal. It's very personal. If you ask me, how do you know you will wake up a Christian tomorrow morning? My answer is, God is faithful. God won't leave me during the night. God will be there doing what he has to do to keep me in Christ, to keep me faithful. Does the call of God, I'm assuming here that this call, he who calls you is faithful, is the same as or the beginning of this work in you. I am sure that he who began a good work in you, and I'm saying it begins with the call of God. Is the call of God a work in us? Here's 1 Corinthians 1, 22 to 24. Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. So there's a kind of general call. In other words, Here's Paul preaching, and Jews are hearing, and Gentiles are hearing this preaching. What happens? This preaching lands on some as a stumbling block. Stumbling block to Jews. So lots of Jews say, I can't get over a, a Messiah who's crucified. That's just too much of a stumbling block. And folly to Gentiles. Too many Gentiles say, what? 
a dying God who rises again. That's just pure foolishness. And so this general call is not resulting in salvation for many Jews and many Gentiles. Well, what happens? I mean, does anybody get saved by the preaching of Christ crucified? Yes, but to those who are called, and now he's distinguishing the called here from the Jews who react by saying it's a stumbling block and the Gentiles who react by saying it's folly. Those are not among the called because to those who are called, some from Jews and Greeks, the response is, this is the Christ, the power of God, the wisdom of God. Now, how does that happen? This call here is effective. It's like when Jesus said to Lazarus, come forth from the, from the grave. And this command created the obedience. Lazarus, by the call, woke from the dead. And that's what happens here. Some Jews and some Gentiles are hearing this general preaching. And then within that preaching, there's this divine act called calling. And that calling creates a response that says, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. And since that's what's happened in this, in you, this work has begun in you with this calling now we can know the gifts and the calling. This is Romans eleven twenty nine. The gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. So that Paul can say in Romans eight thirty, those whom he predestined, he called. And those whom he called, he justified. No dropouts between the call and the justification. All the called are justified. All the justified are glorified. Because God is faithful to his call. When he calls somebody, that is, he reaches by his sovereign power into our lives and awakens us from the dead and puts his seal and call on us. We will be justified. We will be glorified. So now we come back here. I am sure. How can you be sure, Paul, of this? That he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion because that good work in us is our calling and the call of God is irrevocable and they're the, therefore the faithfulness of God is the rock solid ground of this assurance here. So if you... Uh, Want to think about how you will persevere to the end. Don't think about your conversion as an inoculation. I mean, ends are inoculation. I don't know. <laughs> inoculation. Like, I got inoculation against, uh, what, smallpox. And uh, never had to worry about it. It's just over. I don't even think about it. That's not the way we are kept by an impersonal inoculation. Rather, think about your conversion as um, dialysis, <laughs> divine dialysis. In other words, God has to be involved in your life 
over and over again. We are kept by God's, here's another idea, therapy. So if you want to use a, a medical analogy, it's not inoculation, impersonal and automatic. It's dialysis or therapy. God is faithful. He stays at work in our lives. So if you, if you think you're going to make it to the end, don't, don't just look back to a point where you receive Jesus. Look up to a God who is constantly at work in you and will stay at work in you if you are indeed born of God.